Hello everybody, welcome to Last Week in Bitcoin. My name is Anita Posh and these are the news of the week. Bitcoin in the last 12 years. The development of Bitcoin in the last 12 years. Bullish signs. Trading volume in the last year. Reactions towards El Salvador's decision to make Bitcoin legal tender. Fake hardware wallets and Blockstream's Bitcoin strategy. And as you can see, the development of the Bitcoin network is huge in the last 12 years. And here's a quote by Adam Beck, cypherpunk and the CEO of Blockstream about Bitcoin's development. Bitcoin has come much further and much faster than people expected. There was a saying in the early dot-com era about internet time. And Bitcoin time seems to be moving even faster. As you know, I'm not trading and I'm also not doing price predictions. But since the Bitcoin network is transparent, it's great to have many data points and make analyses from there. The HODLer net position is one of those interesting metrics. It shows the monthly position change of long-term investors, HODLers. It indicates when HODLers cash out, then it turns negative, and when net new positions are accumulated by hodlers, then it turns positive. The metric was coined by Adamant Capital with Tour de Mesta, who was also a guest on my podcast last year, I think. And you can see that this metric has turned green for the first time since October 2020, which is a bullish signal. Talking about Bitcoin trading volume, I've built an animation showing the increase and decrease in trading volume at the Bitcoin peer-to-peer -peer trading platforms Paxful and Local Bitcoins combined. The data is from Useful Tulips. Thanks, Matt Elborg, for this. A lot of trading on other platforms and directly between individuals goes unaccounted for in this illustration, of course, but it shows the overall development in different regions of the world. The red areas show a gain in trading volume, while the blue areas signal a loss compared to the previous time frame. And in the last 30 days, we saw blue or white all over the globe. That was the last dip in full effect. And this week, the trading volume increased again in Africa and Eastern Europe. So last week, El Salvador decided in a bill uh, voted for in the parliament that Bitcoin will become legal tender and this will go into effect in the next 90 days. What happened since then? The head of the Central American Bank for Economic Integration said on Monday that the bank will give El Salvador technical assistance to implement Bitcoin as legal tender, even though it still issues debt only in dollars. The executive president, Dante Mossi, said that the move would offer Salvadorans many opportunities, including lowering the cost for relatives abroad to send remittances. The World Bank was less supportive, citing environmental and transparency shortcomings haha, as reasons why they cannot support Bitcoin. Apart from the fact that I think that they lack the knowledge to do so anyway, what a hypocrisy, given the fact that the World Bank itself is still investing billions in fossil fuels. As one follower, quoting Nicolas Dorier in a way, put it, this is lies, we should make them obsolete. 
because the World Bank's mission is to end extreme poverty and promote shares prosperity, well, then they should support Bitcoin. And of course, it didn't take long, and the first affinity scammers landed in El Salvador, trying to sell their snake oil. For all the new listeners and readers, Brock Pierce has a history of fraudulently selling ICOs and pumping altcoins. He definitely is not representing an official Bitcoin delegation because there is no such thing as an official delegation. As Juan Togami puts it on Twitter, Dear El Salvadorians, please be careful. Nobody has the right to speak for Bitcoin officially. History should raise severe caution flags. Brock raised billions for EOS ICO, later sued for fraud and SEC violations. And in general, stay vigilant in the Bitcoin space, and even more in the crypto space. Watch out for fake hardware wallets. A user reported on Reddit that they were sent a Ledger hardware wallet, although they didn't order it. Victims of the latest data breach, be aware, you might receive this Ledger Nano X2. It comes with a letter by Ledger's CEO and in a Ledger-branded bag. Enclosed in the package is a shrink-wrapped Ledger Nano X box that contains what appears to be a legitimate device. Wow, I mean, look at that. Scammers are really getting creative. While regular Ledger hardware wallets are safe, Ledger's address data breaches are really annoying and endanger people. What really upsets me is Ledger's negligence and that they never offered a kind of compensation to their affected customers. And if you order one, don't use your real address. Use a shipping address like a postbox or something like that. Don't use your own phone number. Use a burner phone. Use a fake email address that you can use only one time only for this order. And remember... No PIN code or seed may be given to you by the seller. You have to initialize the device yourself and to write down the seed on a sheet of paper. Never store it on a digital device. Don't make a picture of it. Like we always say, don't trust, verify. And last but not least, I made an interview this week with Samson Mao. And Blockstream is, in my opinion, one of the companies in the Bitcoin space that's staying true to their cypherpunk roots. I spoke with him about the strategy behind building tools and protocols like the Liquid sidechain. There are satellites which are sending Bitcoin transactions down to Earth and their mining operations and much more. We also have enhanced privacy in Liquid too. So we have confidential assets and confidential transactions. So if I sent you a, a liquid Bitcoin in the liquid network, you can't actually tell that I sent you a liquid Bitcoin. It could have been liquid Tether or a liquid Canadian dollar or a liquid Japanese yen token or an NFT too. So there's just no way to tell. So it's a way to improve privacy. And the primary use case for liquid was originally for inter-exchange settlement. So from mo for moving coins between exchanges or moving assets between different exchanges very rapidly. But the, I think the use case has extended a lot. So you can actually take Liquid Bitcoin out of the network and put it into your Blockstream Green wallet or your Aqua wallet or any number of other wallets now that are starting to support it. But effectively, it opens up a, a wide range of new things that can be done. I think the Liquid network is actually a good 
uh, addition to the Lightning Network. And also, as far as I know, the Lightning Network can work on top of Liquid. So what you can do with Liquid is you can peg Bitcoin in the Aqua Wallet or the Blockstream Green Wallet into uh, L Bitcoin, Liquid Bitcoin. And with those Liquid Bitcoin, you can do very cheap and very fast transactions because the Liquid Network is a side chain of Bitcoin. So the Bitcoin are really packed into the Liquid Bitcoin and you can exchange them back if you want to or not. It's very private because you have confidential transactions. So actually, if you want to increase your privacy, I think it's maybe a good idea to use either the Lightning Network or the Liquid Network for fast and private and cheap transactions. So that's it for the week. Thanks for watching and listening. And please subscribe to my newsletter at anita.link slash weekly. Why? Because I will also send out updates about my upcoming book, which will be published in July. It's called Learn Bitcoin. It's about learning and earning Bitcoin. And uh, at the moment, it's at the design and uh, typesetting. So we are doing a nice cover design. Thanks to Sovereign for sponsoring this kind of work. And so please subscribe to my newsletter and here on YouTube or in your podcast player. Thank you very much and uh, see and hear you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>